0: Oh, Aloha, everybody! Oh my goodness, It is so good to be here. Turn to your neighbor and say, "I'm glad you're here!" Oh my goodness. This is seriously, this is amazing. You know, my wife and I, uh, we were just kind of bantering back and forth when we flew in on Thursday. Um, when we touched down on the airplane, I, I turned to my wife and I said, Oh, honey, it's so good to be back home. It's like I, I already feel like I'm getting refreshed. There's something about coming back to your roots, yeah? You know, um, the first service, a lot of the, the aunties and uncles from, you know, the beginnings, they said, Oh, the good old days, you know? Here I see a lot of young, young families. So it's like, Oh, FBI from Big Island, that's why, you know? <laughs> Whoo, man. It's wonderful to be here today with you. Today, I want to speak to you a message that I think uh, will change and transform you if you uh, really have a heart and desire to grab a hold of God's best. I want to share with you a message entitled, When Families Love, because uh, it really is a life message of my own, where uh, being a part of this church... And growing up in this church, I can guarantee you, and I can say with all of my heart, this family here at New Hope knows how to love. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Plenty love right in this section, right over here, too. Oh, I feel the aloha right there. Well, you know, I, I'm gonna, uh, we're going to get into the Word today, and uh, we want to we wanna talk about God's strength. His uh, promises his power and how that's available in every single one of our lives but because this is my first time back home to really kind of relax and be with you i just want to visit with you for a little bit is that okay oh man it's just so good to be here well here, here it is i feel like dorothy you know in the wizard of oz and clicking her heels and oh there's no place like home because there's not you know hilo is such a special place and I forget how special it is. You know, in in Oahu, it's so fast paced and you know everybody gotta get someplace. And when I come here, everybody's just oh, just so cruised, so relaxed, and there's so much aloha everywhere. You know, my wife and I we were driving around and I was showing my wife all the places where I grew up and uh, cruising with friends and making trouble and you know and pointing out everything and we're going around Coconut Island. And there's this uh, elderly gentleman with his, his dad, I believe it was, and they were just there and I, all the cars I would pass by, oh, they just, hey, aloha, how's it, you know? It's like, oh, you know, you don't get that in Oahu, you know? It's like their, their job in life is just to aloha everybody around Coconut Island. It's like, wow, this is so cool. So I said, Hun, we got to go back to Honolulu. Because that's where I grew up, bodyboarding, you know, surfing down there. So we went down and this big Hawaiian brother came up the stairs and we just parked. And he's like, oh, real, hello. Hey, how's it, brother? How are you? You know, and and usually, you know, when when you see someone like that in Oahu, oh, you grab your slippers, put them on your hands and you run, you know. (laughs) It's different. (laughs) So different. And then... You know, he goes down by his friend and we're getting ready to leave. So we go drive down and another time, oh, brother, how's it? You know, so much aloha. We turn around, we come back up. Oh, third time. You know, oh, how's it? Aloha, brother. You know, same guy. I was like, you know, I have to make shaka with my ring just to make sure, hey, I'm married, brother, you know. <laughs> but it wasn't. Bugger was genuine. It's like, wow, this is... So I love home, you know. I said, "Hun, we got to come back like all the time. I just, I feel like this is a mile marker in my life of just coming back and being being able to fill up and just enjoy family. Because there's something about a family that loves that will change and transform your life forever. It's going to be tough sometimes. Uh, We're going to go through the struggles. It'll be awkward at times, but do not give up because... The promises of God are true. They are sure, and as the Bible says, they will never leave you nor forsake you. It is forever. That's what we want to talk about today. how, not just why a family would love, but today I want to give you a few principles on how. Because sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, Lord, I want to love, but how? And uh, how we're going to do that? But I still want to visit a little bit, okay? Visit a little bit. You know, you know you're in, in Hilo, when at nighttime you hear the, I was like, "Babe, what is that? Oh, some uh, monster crickets out there or something." It's the koki frogs, you know. And I, we we went down for breakfast with my wife's uncle and auntie. They live in Paradise Park, and he said, "Oh, out there it's unreal. The the koki frogs are so loud." And he described to me that. The decibel level of koki frogs is same as when lawnmower. Like, no, only in Hilo, you know. And then he was saying, you know, after a while he got so used to it he cannot fall asleep if he doesn't hear the koki frogs. Only in Hilo, you know. He said so much so he would record it on his on his cell phone for his ringtone. I was like, oh, uncle, you Portuguese. What about nighttime when they? When they whistle, you don't know who's calling you. (laughs) Only in Hilo. (laughs) Oh, no place like home, I tell you. You know, um, I want to just take some time to personally thank Pastor Sheldon and Heidi. Uh, They are not just dear friends of my wife and I, but they really are family. I look at them as really my Hanai mom and dad that... Uh, growing up, when there's so many opportunities to go off the deep end, they were there guiding us. And uh, you know, I just wanted to say thank you. You you have two of the best uh, pastors here in New Hope. Could, could, yeah. really. And I'm not say, I'm not just saying that. I you know I, I go all over the world, but here uh, they have such a heart. And they carry the heart of Jesus so well. The Bible says, when we lift up the name of Jesus, all men will draw unto him. And I tell you, uh, these two hearts right here catches the attention of heaven. Amen. Amen. Uh, also, I don't know if Pastor Alex Pacheco and Auntie Berna is here, but I just wanted to honor them and say uh, they have been two people that uh, I think for all of us have really impacted our lives. And I just look around at all the, the people that guided me along the way, that love me so much. You know, I, I remember my famous line whenever I was being too colohe or getting in trouble, they would come and I would get busted. And my famous line was, you know who my dad is? You know, <laughs> Pastor Wayne, you cannot do anything to me, you know. The best is Auntie Marsha, Pastor Marsha, sorry, Krieger. She's Pastor Marsha now. She said, Oh, I know who your dad is, and your dad told me that I got to treat you just like I treat my kids. I give them lickings. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Auntie, sorry. (laughs) So today I'm here to ask for all of your forgiveness for all the kalohe days. That's really why I'm here. But oh my goodness, good fun, good fun. You know, I just look at the hand of God on this church, the, uh, the growth. Uh, Brandon Kotake was giving me the grand tour the other day on, on Thursday, and I just look at what God is doing, and not just physically, but with the people, with you, there's so many new faces, and God is doing wonderful things here at this church And I think, man, God's hand is here, and it's only because that there are people that are willing to lay their lives down just like Jesus, and the leadership here at the church is just fabulous, Uh, willing to sacrifice, and most of all, love like our Lord loves. But today, God promises, here it is, to every single one of us here today, That when a family loves, God will establish your family. Would you say that with me? Establish. Yeah, you can say the whole thing. Establish your family. Amen. He will establish your family. He will give every member of your family strength, courage, and a promise of his presence to every single family who will commit to truly loving one another like he did. And that is a promise that we are going to capture today, and we are going to get excited about it. But the question would be, how do we love? Because when I did a Google search on how do you love on Google, in 0.29 seconds, eight, 8,230,000,000 hits came up on how to love. Where do you start? But well, we're going to start with this, where the scripture says that there's only one kind of love that can establish us like this, and it's out of John 13, 34. Let's read that together with all of our hearts this morning. Ready, get set, go. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if... You have love for one another. We want to talk about when a family loves. How many of you believe that Jesus loved? Yeah. Now, as I study and follow the life of Jesus, Jesus was someone who loved prostitutes, thieves, tax collectors, those who had diseases, who were poor, Children his followers, you know, Jesus loved not just those who were devoted to him, but those who were different, also those who were difficult to love, even those who were dangerous. You realize that? And I think, Jesus, you know, you love like this, and yet you say, just as I love, we are ought to love the same. Now, I just, I hold that scripture dear, as Pastor Sheldon said earlier, that the love of Jesus is the same today as it is 2,000 years ago. It is still today, and it is still powerful. John 13 says, we are to love one another as he loved us. Well, how do we know that God will establish us in strength? How many of you need strength to love a little bit more? Let me ask it this way. How many of you need strength to love your spouse sometimes a little bit more? How many of you need strength to love your kids, Lord have mercy, a little bit more? People at work, you know, uh, people that are difficult to love, that are different than us. You know, we need strength. The Bible says that God will give us this strength. Not only that, but a courage. That is not of ours, but it, it's a courage of His to be able to love like He does. I want to um, give us this, pro, uh, this promise. And it comes from the last words that Jesus spoke to you and me. And it wasn't at a pastor's conference. It wasn't at uh, a pastor's leadership thing. It was... Uh, really with his disciples. If you remember, his disciples were only three and a half years old in their walk with God. And Jesus steps into the room before he ascends, gives these last words. Now, if you, if you think about it, last words are really words to, like, remember. It's like the, the best of the best are boiled down into the last words. They're memorable. Well, usually they are. Not like the time when I, I live uh, down at Mylani Street, right down over here. My dad just had, uh, bought a new fishing knife. And I went up the street to show my friend Jimmy was the Buddhist kid up the road. And we, you know, was my friend. I said, oh, I showed him the, the fishing knife. And then I was going home and my dad said, hey, bring the knife back. You're not supposed to be, you know, showing anybody that. And I said, oh, dad, I'd like to just show him one more time. And I whipped him out. Oh, I cut my finger. And mean one. I had five stitches right there. Last words, it's not always that memorable. It's like my Portuguese cousin. He he said this, his last words ever. He said, hey, watch this. (laughs) Us Portuguese, I tell you. Especially those coderos, you know. (laughs) Like this one guy, he told his friend, hey, you know, if you had last words to say and were your last words, what would be your last word? He said, oh, I got one good one. He said this, he said, Be- right before I die, uh, I'm going to tell everybody, the gold is buried under the, and then make <laughs> He said, "Guarantee they're going to revive you. <laughs> we better get into the word of God here. Jesus' last words, and I'll read it for you. He says, Uh, he came to the disciples saying all authority and power has been given to me that which is of heaven and earth and this is what we know as the great commission he is going to commission us to love one another to make disciples to teach people and not just through words but through our example and he says this that he will be with us always to the very end of the age So God promises, one, that we are going to walk or be able to walk in his authority, not our own. And he promises that as we walk in his authority, he will always be with us. And he says, go, therefore, love people like I love you. Disciple them, work with them, share with them the example that I shared with you. And do this in such a way that would share with them a love that is so powerful, that is transformative, and it'll impact their lives forever and ever. See, this kind of love is something that is not in our own power because our power runs out after a while. But we go in the authority of our Lord. Authority is kind of like this. My wife used to be a, a, a middle school teacher, and they were on a break period, and. The break was done, and there was one kid in the room, and she uh, went to this kid, and she said, and we'll just call him Billy, but he said, hey, Billy, tell the kids outside. The break is finished, and it's time to come inside. Okay, so he's there. Okay, miss. You know, he goes, hey, everybody, the break is pow. Oh, you got to come inside. You know, you never go through puberty yet, you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's the kind of middle school kids, you know. And they came in, and to his dismay, nobody uh, came in. And he's all bummed out. Okay, so he tried again. Everybody, the break is power. You got to come inside. And he came over here. And he looked, nobody would listen to him. He's so frustrated. Oh, miss. You know how the Hawaii kids, miss. Oh, miss. They're not listening to me. So my wife, she said, oh, Billy, go out one more time and say, Mrs. Cordero said the break is done and you got to come in. Okay. You know. Everybody, Mrs. Cordero said to break his power. You got to come inside. And so he walks and lo and behold, all the kids came inside. I think Billy was not successful on his own authority, but he went in a higher authority, the authority of Mrs. Cordero. Plenty power. She said, honey, go take out the trash. Yes, dear. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Plenty power, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what the Bible is saying is when we understand the love of God and he says, all authority has been given to me, that which is in heaven and on earth. See, when you go in my authority and you love like I do, there's a power that is beyond you. And I will be with you always. You'll be strengthened and there will be a courage. Why? Because, uh, because I am with you. You're not alone. That's what the Bible is saying. The Bible says, "Just as Jesus loved us, we are to do the same." The Bible says, "Teaching or go uh, in that authority to make disciples, teaching them to observe." Now, making disciples of all nations, the Bible says. I think, Lord, that's kind of a tall order because to make disciples of all nations, you know, I kind of even take care of myself sometimes. And how am I going to set that example and love everyone out there when it's tough to even love like right here? You know, Barbara Bush said it this way. She said, the future of our nation depends not what happens in the White House, but what happens in your house. Isn't that so true? See, what happens in our house will, be, will determine how healthy our church is, our government is, the state of Hawaii is. Whatever happens in our house will determine how strong and courageous everything else is. And when we are a people that choose to love like He did, you watch, you wait, you see the strength, the power, and God's presence that He promises will be with us. And there's like nothing that we cannot overcome together when a family loves it all comes down to how, does, how did Jesus do it? Lord, we make mistakes, but we're willing. And if we have the willing heart to say, Lord, I want to do that. I want to be a part of your kingdom. I want to love like you did. Then what do I do? How do I do that? Well, today, I want to give you three essentials of a family that loves. Now, in the New Testament, there are 54 one another passages that will teach us how a family ought to love. But I want to give us three that I think are absolutely essential to a family's love, qualities of love that are just so powerful. And I think every family uh, needs and has to cherish and guard like crazy. Turn to your neighbor and say, "Are Are you ready? The first one is this. First essential that will strengthen your family and give you courage and God will be with you guarantee he says is this would you write in the first bullet a family that loves is a family that forgives one another a family that loves is a family that forgives one another the the Greeks they describe this word forgiveness as the magical part of love You know, there's a lot of stuff that we can do physically. But this is. they said forgiveness is kind of like the supernatural stuff that you don't see. A supernatural element of love that when you forgive, God-sized stuff starts to happen. They also said it about uh, forgiveness. It is like the wind that's behind you. If you're a sailor out to sea, you need the wind. And when the wind goes silent, it's like, oh, Lord, please help us. Today is like Pastor Alex Pacheco when the motor doesn't start and finally, vroom, oh, thank you, Lord. The Greeks, they describe forgiveness as that, uh, the magical part of love, the wind behind you. Forgiveness in Colossians 3.13 is described like this. Would you read it together? And the reasoning why, let's read all together. Ready, get set, go. Bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the lord has forgiven you so you must also forgive see the greatest the greatest picture of forgiveness is when our lord hung on the cross for you and me the greatest picture it changed everything it gave us hope beyond sin beyond death beyond the grave it's the greatest picture of forgiveness. And the Bible says, just as Jesus forgave us, we ought to do the same. I heard it once said this way, that unforgiveness is kind of like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Isn't that good? Because yeah, when you do studies on unforgiveness, what comes with that physically is things like anxiety, stress, you know, we get so worked up. And scientists say that you actually don't live as long when you are a stressed, anxious person with, uh, full of unforgiveness. And scientists say that. But God knew that from the very beginning of time. And that's why he says, just as I forgave you, forgive one another because it is something that's so powerful. And it is like the, it is like the supernatural part of love. And when we understand that, it will change our lives Forever. There's a study done on baboons about stress. And I, I saw it on, you know, the Netflix things. You can watch documentaries. So they studied this group of baboons, which are, if you think about baboons, they're some of the most feistiest creatures known to man. Uh, they're just crazy, always fighting, always scrapping. You know, uh, it's like when growing up at uh, when I went in Waikanae High School, it's like the Thomas Brothers, you know, running from fight to fight, always scrapping. You know, no, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm just joking, Kuhio. <laughs> and God changes us all. There's hope for us all. But they did this study, and it's, it's an amazing study where the, you know they they. Uh, They kind of walked with them about 10-15 years This family of baboons And there's the ones that were super high stress Always like, you know, fighting And then there's the ones that were super laid back You know, just real mellow Then there's the women and the children And this family of baboons They they would go from kind of rubbish dump To rubbish dump to eat food And this one rubbish dump uh, Unbeknownst to them Had the disease called E. coli And so they ate all this stuff And what was amazing is all the high-stress baboons that were all stressed out, full of anxiety, all of those ones, they died. The ones that were super mellow, relaxed, all the women and children, they all lived. And it changed the culture of this baboon family. I mean, true story. And I was thinking... Lord, that is so crazy how you designed us. uh, You designed us in such a way not to live with things like unforgiveness, stress, anxiety. It's actually something of a physical nature. And if we're not careful and we hold on on to all this unforgiveness, it's like we drink all kinds of poison and wait for everybody else to die. But it's killing us inside. And that's why Jesus says that just as I forgave you, forgive. He also said this as he hung on the cross. And let's read Luke 23, 34 together. Ready? Go. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Why do we forgive or why should we forgive? Sometimes we just have no idea what we're doing. It's like, man, we're trying our best to be a Christian, a dad, a mom, a husband, wife. But it's like, man, we make mistakes. How many of you make mistakes? I make mistakes all the time. But, you know, like the other day, uh, just a concerned parent, uh, we were, were staying down Kilkaha by Richardson's, and it's so nice for the, the kids. There's all the kiddie pools, you know, and the, the beach is so beautiful. And my daughter, little daughter Eliana, she's three years old, she's uh, picking up all the, the um, pee-pee shells. She said, oh, daddy, the pee shells, the pee-pee shells and i said honey it's time to go we got to eat we're hungry and so i was getting a little bit uh you know a little strong with her because i was hungry you know and so I, okay "Honey, we got to go and she's like no dad i want to stay and play i want to stay and here's the thing is uh, sometimes we just make mistakes you know and and one of the things my daughter is deathly afraid of is turtles she just hates turtles I don't know why, where she got it from, but she does. And any kind of thought of turtles, she just gets polarized. She freaks out. She cries. You know, it's just bad. And so like the loving father I am to encourage her to go eat because I'm hungry, you know. I said, honey, is that a turtle over there? You know, It was the worst. My, my wife, she's like, babe, you can traumatize her, you know. I felt so bad. I realized what I just did. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. There's no turtles. She's like, you know? you know. So I grab her. So, oh, please forgive daddy. You know, please forgive him. There's no turtles. Look, there's no turtles. I will protect you, you know. It's so crazy. The next day, we were at the same place. And just five feet away, there's like a little four-foot kind of pool right where we were playing. My wife goes over. She looks down. She's like, babe, don't let Ellie come over here there's the biggest T-U-R-T-L-E over here. <laughs> no way. You know? Oh my goodness. See, we make mistakes sometimes. How many of you make mistakes? How many of you could le- use a little more forgiveness? I think we all could. Father, forgive us because sometimes we have no idea what we're doing. We're trying our best. We're trying to love you, Lord. And be our uh, try our best as husbands or wives or parents we make mistakes sometimes confucius said it this way that sometimes we can get so critical on the little mistakes that we make and turn a little mistake into a crime I think, you know, we can do that, can't we? We just make mistakes, and we make a little mistake into something that's so huge, and it's like we uh, are so uh, apt to hold up a, a mistake higher than a relationship. And Jesus says, forgive, because it's something that's so powerful. When a family loves, it'll transform everything about your family. When a family loves, not just forgive, but the second thing is this, is when a family loves... A family. Write in your next bullet there. Accepts one another. Accepts one another. In fact, Romans 15 says it this way. Would you uh, write in your next bullet there? Oh no no, just read with me. Sorry sorry. Okay, let's read Romans 15:7. Ready set go. By this. Oh, oh wait, that's not in there. Sorry 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 sorry. Yeah, I'm from Oahu. I'm fast man. Fast pace. <laughs> I'm going to slow them down. Okay. Bible says in Romans 15, let me read it for you. It says this, By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. In other words, the Bible says that to truly love someone... We have to avoid trying to change people for our own purposes. Because God, he's powerful enough to change us individually from the inside out. And so, Yeah, we have to work with one another. But it, our part, the Bible says, make sure that we forgive. But also, he's saying, make sure that we accept one another. Accepting, uh, an accepting love is a, a patient love. It's kind. It doesn't rush. Even when someone does not meet our expectations, maybe expectations of a husband that we have or a wife that we have, kids, friends, maybe pastors or leaders at the church, it doesn't have expectations on behavior or you're not communicating like how I want you to communicate, but it accepts us for who we are because Jesus did that. He met us just where we were and he accepted us just like we were. He didn't say, get your act together, then I'll love you. He did it just like how we were. The Bible in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, says it this way. Would you read with me altogether together about an accepting kind of a love? Ready? Go. Love is patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy. does not boast. It's not proud. Remember a time uh, down here, Mylani Street, when my sister, she did something I didn't like. And, you know, us kids when we are 12 years old, it, we just kind of turn it up with a notch on rebellion, you know. And I just had such a hardened and heart. And I was so mad. I ran into my room. And I was punching stuff, kicking stuff. And my mom came to try and calm me down. And, and my, I, I locked the door so my mom couldn't come in. And she, my, if you know my mom, she's the sweetest lady in the whole world. I tell you. I mean, she is the sweetest. She comes to my door. She says, Aaron, honey, mommy wants to talk with you. No, no. You know, I'm in the corner, just all mad. And, and you know, moms, they know how to get, get to you. You know, they know how to, to work, work it. So My mom goes into the kitchen, grabs the chopstick, and open up the door, you know. <laughs> Aaron, mommy needs to talk with you. Could I sit with you and just talk with you? No, no, I'm all mad. And so she goes into my closet, grabs this little chair, puts it right into the middle of the room and she sits down he said honey come 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 by mom let me talk with you come come let me let me give you a hug no no and I found myself I don't know what it was but just something about my mom's love and as she was kind of loving me at the state that I was hardened I, I felt myself inching closer and closer to my mom and as I got closer and closer, she just, honey, let me, let me just sit with you. Let me be with you. I love you. And I found myself face to face with my mom. She embraced me. She pulled me in close. And she started to rock me like a little baby. And it was so amazing what happened, the transformation that happened in my heart that was so rebellious, so stubborn, so hardened. It's like all of her love started to transfer into who I was. And she accepted me, like, just like I was. And the transformation that took place, and I started crying. oh, mom, I'm sorry, I love you. And she just rocked me. I know, I love you, sweetie. And it's like what happened, I'll never forget that. Now, when she did that two weeks ago, it changed my life forever. (laughs) We all need acceptance. See, a loving family not just forgives, but a loving family accepts. And there's something of a transformative power that God promises when we forgive, when we accept, it'll change our lives forever. And every single family member that is a part of our family, God promises to be there, give you strength, and give you courage. But sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's awkward. It doesn't feel good. But keep to it. Forgive because it's worth it. It's worthy. Accept one another. I remember just the power of acceptance. I was surfing down Diamond Head in in Honolulu one day, and uh, you know, when you're a surfer, there's certain rules that you have to abide by. You know, if you um, take off on a wave first and you're deeper, then you know, uh, no one's supposed to drop in on you. But Honolulu, they just like to drop in those buggers. You know, over here everybody aloha. You know, I like come over here and surf. But I, I took off on this wave, and this guy, uh, he was a little frustrated, and, and so he wasn't getting any waves, and so uh, I took off, and this guy dropped in on me, and, you know, and, and usually when you're a surfer, you just give them, you know, a, a call, you know, like, oh, I'm coming. So I did. I came off, and because of the pastor, hallelujah, brother, you know, I'm coming, <laughs> just to let you know, glory to God, you know, just... And Bugger never listened, so he dropped in, and just so that we wouldn't hit, and I just stuck my hand out, and uh, so we wouldn't hit, and and uh, I kind of pushed his board a little bit, and he ate it, and he fell, and he, you know, he got washed in. I was like, oh, you know, and I kept going on the way. I was like, oh, right on, you know. And, <laughs> and I'm paddling out, and this, oh, I just hear this screaming, like this, like unreal, I'm like oh no, man, this guy's super mad. It was you know it was his fault you know it was my wave I was thinking you know, and I'm paddling out. Oh, this guy was so mad. He came right up to me. I was thinking, oh no, man, this is going to be on the news. New Hope Pastor, you know, get into and scrap. And I was thinking, oh, I'm from Big Island, though, so I can handle, you know. So he he gets real close up to me to the point he grabs my board, pulls me in real close. He's like, oh, you know, what you doing? And, you know, you made me eat, and he's just going nuts, swearing at me. And I was like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me." Yeah, you ding my board. I was like, "Oh, you got to give me 20 bucks." Okay, yeah, whatever you like, you know. <laughs> and in in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I'm kind of sizing him up. Oh, oh, you know, like, oh, this guy's kind of old, a little bit small. Maybe I can take him, you know. <laughs> he's like, "Nah, nah, can't, you know, I'm pasta. I'm on pasta." And I, I said, oh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. So I paddled away. And he's just going off like 15 minutes. And then he starts getting crazy on everybody. Oh, oh, you guys go in, you know. And he's just going crazy. And, and something came over me. I don't, just, I don't know what it was. It was like this courage or something from God. I, I think, uh, I don't know what it was. But I just paddled up to the guy. And I, I got close to him. I said, uh, I looked in his eyes. I said, hey, brother, what? You, you go to church? I don't know. It just sounded good to say, you know. And he looked at me, and he kind of, you know, got a little scared. Oh, yeah, man, you know. Oh, I just got out of prison. And, you know, in prison, you know, I, I, I got saved. I, I would go to chapel, and I would watch this, you know, these DVDs. This guy, and there's this pastor changed my life. Uh, his name, Pastor Wayne Codero. He's like, no way. He's like, oh, that's my dad. Oh, bro. Oh, God, you're speaking to me. <laughs> then, then you think, oh, sorry, bro. I almost went whack when, when, when Pastor's son is like, oh, yeah, I'm a pastor at New Hope Hawaii. Oh, I almost went whack when Pastor, sorry, bro. oh, my God, sorry, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The Lord has a sense of humor, yeah? So I said, hey, you know, we represent someone, not just of us, but we represent the Lord, you know, and he loves us. I said, hey, you know, brother, follow me in. I, I give you 20 bucks for your board. And, you know, and so I went in and he actually followed me in. I thought, hey, it was your fault because, you know. So I didn't have So I, I said, hey, follow me to the ATM. And the bugger went, follow me. And the guy. So I took out 20 bucks and I took out 20 more. And I went up to him and I said, hey. You know, here's $20 for your board. Here's 20 more. Because just like Jesus loved us and gave us grace, the next guy that dings your board, give him grace. Awesome. And then, yeah, it's was, it was kind of... And then at that point, the, the guy's crying, Oh, bro, you know, I'm going to church tonight. And oh, this is one sign. This is one sign, you know. So I think, you know, when a family loves, because everybody, you know, you don't know, they could be a part of the family. You know, maybe they're not yet someone that knows God, but they're potential. They could potentially be someone that be a part of the family of God. We don't know. You know, and God is going to give you a strength and a courage that will overcome everything. And you'll be so surprised what God will do in your life. He'll transform everything. Family that love is not just one who forgives, one who accepts, but it's also this. Would you write in your last bullet there? It's also a family that honors one another, honors one another. See, the Bible says honor means to esteem someone as highly valuable. Every single person that God has created, he had you uniquely in mind. You are so valuable to God. And if you are valuable to God. We should think the same way. In fact, the, the scripture says it this way. Let's read in Philippians um, uh, sorry, in Romans 12:10. Let's see what that says together. Ready? Go. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourself. See. Love, also a component essential of love, the Bible says, is when we honor one another. Doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain or conceit in Philippians 2, 3. But in all humility, consider others better than yourself. When we say, Lord, our mission in life is to walk like you walked. See, you look at Jesus. He always put the Lord first and people. He He never took what God gave him and used it for himself. He always took what God gave him. And used it to serve the Father and serve you and me. And he honored you and me in that way. The Bible says love is when we forgive, when we accept, but we honor one another even above ourselves. Where we say, Lord, you did that. And when we do that, there's going to be such a transformative power in our lives. He'll give you strength. He will give you the courage. And he promises this, folks, that he will always be with you. You will walk not in your authority, but you will walk in an authority that is divine from heaven, the authority of God himself. He'll be with you. You know, New Hope, uh, there is, there is, uh, uh, is, is, there's so much history here of a family that understands God's love. And wh- what this church is really is a force to be reckoned with that has impacted not just here in Hilo, but it has impacted the globe. And you are a part of something that is God-sized. And it's something that we can never forget. Today's message may be a good reminder. It may be a first-time challenge, or it may be a second, third, fourth-time challenge. If it is, please receive it because God wants to strengthen you today. He wants to give you courage, and He wants to walk with you. Amen? Amen? Amen amen. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? And if you're here this morning and you would say, um, you know, Lord, I I feel like there's been a distance between you and me. And I wonder if it's because uh, my love, Lord, is maybe diminished. Maybe because uh, instead of respecting you, respecting others, like respect is like the soil with which love grows. Maybe it's yeah, because I just don't have respect for people because they they failed me. They haven't lived up to my expectations. Whatever it is, you'd be here and the Lord would say, you know, one of the best ways to come close to be in my presence is love. Love like I do. It's powerful. Some of you today, you would say that as, as Christ is, accepts us just like we are, Maybe you've never made a first-time decision to accept Him, who He is. The God of the universe that would change and transform your family, your future, your life forever. If you've never received Jesus, it is the most eternal decision that you can ever make. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you here today, and you've never given your heart to the Lord, please do that. You'll never be the same. If that's you today and you say, you know, Aaron, I feel like God is like here and he's knocking at the door of my life and I want that kind of love. I need that. I need that for my family, for my life. I'm tired. I need, I need you, Jesus. If that's you here today and you just feel the Lord just tugging on your heart, would you just lift a hand and say, Lord, that's me. For the first time, Lord... I really want to accept you as who you are. Lord, you've accepted me. That's my decision today. Would you just put your hands up real high? Say, Lord, I receive you with all of my heart. Yeah, all over. Amen. Amen. You can put your hands down. If you're here and you'd say, you know, I'm a Christian, and I don't know if I've been honoring the Lord too much with my actions. Lord, today's different. I'm going to love more like you. I'm going to forgive more because you forgave me. I'm going to accept a little bit better. And I'm going to honor those above me. If that's you, would you just lift a hand and say, Lord, today, today will be different. My best years are yet ahead of me. Amen. You can put your hands down. Well, I'm going to say a prayer, a concluding prayer. And would you repeat it after me, especially if this is the first time that you've ever prayed this prayer to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Pray it with all your heart. If if you've prayed this a hundred times, pray it with all your heart. But let's pray together. Would you repeat after me? I'll add the words. Uh, You, please add the heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you came died on the cross for my sins thank you for your forgiveness and accepting me for who i am i want to honor you today by living for you so i say this so that you can hear me and so those around me can hear me and so the devil can hear me jesus christ is my lord he's my savior i belong to him in jesus name Heavenly Father, that's our prayer this morning. We want to love, Lord, like you did. And we know that as we do, you promise to always be with us. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. We love you with all our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. It's been so wonderful.